Hello, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Thank you for taking a few moments to listen in today. On today's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about what you need to uh, to collect and put together in preparation for your taxes. Uh, as I record this, uh, we're coming up to the end of the year, and for some of you, this information may be helpful now as you kind of go through and begin to compile information, maybe make decisions as far as what you may do before year end. For others of you may be listening to this uh, after or into the new year, and this may be something that uh, may provide a little bit of a comprehensive list as far as what you need to put together. Uh, as a uh, as an owner of, a, of an accounting firm, and we uh, we do uh, many many tax returns out of our office every year, and uh, a common question we get, even from clients that have been with us for a, for a number of years, is what do I need to bring to the appointment, or what do I need to provide for you? Most of our clients are are not in our area, so uh, they may uh, uh, so they'll provide information uh, to us through uh, through a portal. But many of them will ask, well, what do we need to provide? Now, for our for our clients, and, and maybe uh, you know for your for whoever you use as far as um, for your tax preparation, uh, they may provide you an organizer. We do that for many of our clients uh, as well, and um, and that can really help to provide a lot of questions and, and a comprehensive list. What I'm going to try to do today, and this isn't at all extensive. Okay, it is a lengthy list, but it's not um, uh, it's not definitely everything you may need. Uh, you may need to provide more as your tax professional uh, uh, may request those from you. But I think this list will really kind of help you provide as you kind of work through this as to what do I need to put together to make sure that I pay the least amount of tax or get the most uh, benefit uh, from uh, my work with my tax professional. So let me kind of just run through this list. Number one, uh, has there been any changes in, uh, in, your, in your family status? So did you get married this past year? Uh, did uh, you have a marital dissolution or divorce uh, this prior year? Uh, separation, uh, you, or you separated from your spouse. Uh, do you need to add or remove a dependent? Did someone in the household pass away? Okay, and so did, uh, did anything in the, in the household change? If something did, uh, it's important to provide uh, the date of the event. So if there was a marital dissolution, for example, what was the date of the dissolution? Uh, if you had uh, a child uh, come into the house, uh, household, whether through birth or through adoption, what was the uh, date of birth? What was the their, their, what is their social security number? Their name. Uh, provide the uh, social social security information as well as birth certificates. If you adopted, uh, that information is important as well. The date of the adoption. How much did you spend uh, on the adoption? Uh, and then also, um, if you end up with a dependent that moved into the house. So say for example, you may have a an elderly parent or grandparent uh, that you're taking care of uh, that now lives with you. Uh, what was the date that they moved into the into your home? So all that information is important. So if you had some sort of a change in your in your household uh, to make sure that you you notify your tax professional. Secondly, you'd have a change in a job, uh, any sort of change in address. We've had a number of our clients move to states like Florida and Texas uh, from uh, from other states, and and uh, that's important information to provide. When did you move? So make sure that the right state uh, tax returns are filed. And then, of course, obviously, to update the return as well. Did you receive any unemployment? Uh, make sure you bring your unemployment document. Whether um, So um, uh, provide that information. Uh, next, uh, did you make any sort of retirement contribution? And uh, for, for most of these need to be done by the end of the year if you're in, you know, if you have a 401k at work. Uh, and, of course, you have up until the time that uh, you file your, your tax return, if you file on a normal timeline, if you want to make those contributions, if it's an IRA, for example, after the first of the year. So any sort of retirement contributions, health savings account contributions, uh, make sure you provide that information. Uh, or did you do any sort of a rollover? Okay. And, and so if you receive the distribution uh, from your retirement account, you receive a 1099-R for that. Make sure that that is provided. 
Next, did you receive any social security benefits? We had probably, I don't know, maybe three or four clients this last year uh, who started receiving social security, but didn't provide us uh, the 1099. And, uh, and so it just ended up getting missed, ended up getting letters from the IRS. So you started uh, collecting Social Security, uh, make sure that you provide the 1099 SSA form. It's a, it's a pink form that the Social Security Administration sends out in January if you were um, the recipient of any sort of Social Security uh, benefits, whether Social Security benefits or SSDI. Uh, uh, next, did you buy or sell any stocks, bonds, mutual funds, et cetera? This is extremely important. Uh, if you, uh, when you go through and you purchase uh, stocks, bonds, et cetera, uh, make sure you keep that information, okay? Because sometimes when you get the information on the back end after you sell it, that information is either missing or maybe incorrect. So make sure you hold on to that information and provide that information. Uh, many times, as we do for our clients, we'll, we'll keep that information stored. So if they end up selling that stock, bonds, mutual funds, et cetera, at some point down the road, we can look back and, and find the information if they don't have it as to the date of purchase. And of course, if you sold any information, the, um, uh, the, whether it's a broker or uh, the, 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 um, you'll receive some sort of a document, uh, usually in January and then you know, sometimes afterwards in regards to those transactions, the details of those transactions, make sure that is provided. Virtual currency, cryptocurrency. Of course, this is something that uh, a lot more people are investing in, probably not as much now since we're kind of seeing that whole uh, kind of that cryptocurrency world uh, fall apart in recent days. But I know for, uh, for many of our clients, they're kind of selling off a lot of it and doing some tax loss harvesting. But if you have any sort of virtual currency, most of these platforms are just horrible at providing the information that you need in order to prepare your tax returns. So you need to make sure uh, for some of our clients that may do it in a spreadsheet uh, as far as the date that they purchased that cryptocurrency, when did they sell it? Okay, because a lot of people that kind of buy and sell this uh, quite frequently, make sure you keep track of your virtual currency or cryptocurrency transactions. Uh, next, uh, were you a recipient or did you receive a distribution from an inheritance or a trust? Uh, many times uh, you'll receive a K-1, uh, but that's important information. Uh, did you um, uh, give uh, or did you make any sort of gifts or did you receive any sort of gifts that are over $16,000? If you did, there may be gift tax exposure. The gift tax is assessed to the person who is the, the giver, not the recipient. Okay, so, you, uh, so if you um, uh, gave someone uh, over $16,000 and you'd be cash or, or uh, property, some, uh, something of value over $16,000 during the course of the year, uh, we'll need to provide the recipient uh, the recipient's uh, uh, name, the donee name, uh, the cash amount that was given to them, property description, and also if it was property, the basis of the property. Next, uh, did you do a 1031 exchange? Uh, so some sort of a trade of, of real property. So you had some sort of an investment property and then you sold it and bought a subsequent one. You used a qualified intermediary. Uh, make sure that information is provided. So the date of the sale, uh, the amount of the purchase of the new property, the information from the qualified intermediary, the, uh, uh, the the sales documents, as well as the purchase documents of the new property. Make sure all that information is provided. Next, um, uh, any sort of business records that you have. So if you started a business uh, during the course of the year, uh, when did you form that business? Okay, and then also uh, um, if you end up closing a business, what was the termination date of the business? Uh, to provide uh, the fi necessary financial records, so uh, profit and loss statements, uh, balance sheets, uh, to make sure that information is provided. Substanti uh, necessary uh, substantiation that may be provided, mileage records, maybe receipts, uh, information that uh, may be needed by the, by the tax professional. A, a big change this year is the 1099-K. So if you received over $600 you know, from, a, from PayPal or Venmo or one of these uh, payment platforms, they're going to send you a 1099-K. 
make sure that information is provided as well. Uh, if you're buying and selling, you have inventory. Okay, make sure you have your inventory number at the end of the year. You know, uh, so here uh, upcoming uh, this next week is when I record this at the end of the year. Make sure you go through and you count your inventory uh, and, and you, you know what that number is. Your mileage by month. And the reason I say that is uh, there was a change in the mileage rate in the middle of the year. So make sure that you have your, you provide your mileage and it's broken down, uh, if not by month, at least the first half of the year and the second half of the year. If you have a home office uh, that uh, inside of your house, what is the square footage of the of the of that uh, area used exclusively for business, and then uh, what is the square footage of the home, uh, and then if you're going to use um, if you're not going to use a simplified method, you want to use the actual cost method. Uh, that information is still needed, but also will need uh, the utility bills, mortgage interest, you know everything as it relates to the home to be able to take the full benefit there. Where uh, any sort of lawsuit settlements, uh, prizes received, lottery or gambling winnings. Okay, um, if you're if you're a gambler and you go to the the boats or to a casino, they're going to provide you a 1099, uh, basically at the point that you end up cashing out. Okay, make sure that you hold on to those and that those are are provided. Uh, if you receive any sort of a um, a lawsuit settlement, make sure that information is provided as well. You should receive a 1099 for those, but make sure that information is provided. If you have a rental property or some sort of investment property, uh, make sure you provide the income and the expenses. If you purchased a a new property. What was the date of the purchase? What did you purchase it for? What sort of uh, cost did you have as it relates to um, uh, to rehab or improvements into the property? Uh, so make sure all that information is provided as well as the, the income, detail as to the income and the expenses classified by expense category. Next, uh, health insurance. Uh, so if you if you pay, uh, purchased health insurance, make sure that you provide the information. If, uh, if you bought insurance on the exchange, this is another area where uh, sometimes we have uh, an issue with clients providing us that information. If you went on to the marketplace and you purchased uh, the insurance through the marketplace, uh, you're going to receive a 1095 form. Okay, so form 1095 does need to be provided because that gives the amount of credits. Uh, bottom line, if your preparer is filing electronically, uh, which they um, uh, which they should be doing, uh, that'll actually reject if you uh, if you bought insurance on the marketplace and you didn't provide the form. So make sure that you provide uh, once you receive it, hold on to it, make sure that it's handed over to your tax professional. Uh, your medical, dental, drug cost that you spent throughout the course of the year, kind of keep track of those. Um, they, they may be used if you itemize and you have enough of them, but just kind of keep, keep track of those and provide that information. Next, uh, provide any sort of state income tax paid. This includes uh, if you paid in the prior year, I'm sorry, if you, uh, in, uh, so if you paid your 2021 taxes, state taxes in 2022, uh, make sure that information is provided if you had a balance due on your 2021 re, uh, return as far as for the taxes, that information as well as any sort of estimated tax payment that were made during the course of the year, uh, that information should be provided. Uh, any sort of uh, property taxes on your on your residence, uh, sales tax or excise tax paid on uh, on vehicles. Uh, so all that information can be provided if you itemize uh, those would all will all be useful. Home mortgage interest. So if you have a mortgage on your on your residence, uh, the um, mortgage company will send you a form 1098. Make sure that information is provided. It uh, gives the amount of mortgage interest that was paid. And then if your property taxes are paid out of escrow, it'll generally will provide that detail as well. Next, uh, uh, first time if you're a first time home buyer and you took a distribution from your IRA, make sure that information is provided. Uh, or if there's any sort of repayment or recapture of the 2008 first time home buyer's credit, if you ended up either selling or changing the use of that property, uh, make sure that information is provided as well. Uh, next, uh, charitable contribution information. So if you give over $250, uh, you should have received 
a uh, um, confirmation of the of the contribution. So uh, um, provide those documents. If you have smaller amounts, uh, need to know the the dates, the amount of the contribution. Okay, and uh, that information. So that the detail of all the information. So what was the uh, name of the organization that uh, um, uh, that you gave the money or the property to? What was the date and what was the value? If it's cash, simple enough. But if it was a uh, if, say, for example, you go through and you have a local nonprofit thrift store that you donate to, uh, there does need to be a description of everything that was given and then the essentially the value of those items that were given. All that detail is extremely important. Okay, If you uh, had any sort of charitable mile, so maybe you serve on a nonprofit board and you have charitable miles, for example, uh, you can provide that information. If you made any sort of a transfer uh, from your IRA to a nonprofit, Okay, that information uh, should be provided as well. You're going to receive a 1099, uh, and then if you're over a uh, certain age, that um, that would be a non-taxable transaction. Next, uh, any sort of educational expenses uh, that were paid, and this would include uh, anything from college, university down. Uh, if it was at the, the college level, you receive a 1098T, uh, and then uh, a 1090, uh, 1099Q uh, may be received if it's from a uh, from for a from a 529 plan, for example. And then uh, you get the, the, the school transcript that shows the, the amount that was paid during the course of the year or uh, some sort of other verification of the expenses. So maybe you know, when they go and you, you pay the bill at the bursar's office, for example, provide all that information. Next, any sort of student loan interest paid, you should receive a 1098 uh, E for that. Uh, child, care, uh, for, um, uh, child care or care for a dependent. Uh, that information you may there, uh, that information uh, may provide a deduction for you as well, but we'll need the name of the provider, the address, their tax ID number. So if it's an individual, social security number. If it's an entity, their tax ID number, and then the amount that you paid during the course of the year uh, to the provider. Next, uh, information on any sort of energy credits or deductions. Okay, so this would include uh, include if you bought a an electric vehicle at the end of the year, uh, you put solar in your home made any sort of electrical, uh, um, uh, qualified electrical improvements inside of your home, there may be a deduction or a credit for that. So make sure you hold on to that and provide that information. Next, should you file bankruptcy during the course of the year? If you did, need the date of the filing as well as the, uh, the bankruptcy order. Uh, any sort of uh, debt forgiveness or property abandonment. Okay, so uh, if you had a situation where maybe there was a foreclosure or something to that effect, uh, you'll need to uh, provide the paperwork from the bank. Uh, there may have been a 1099 form issued to you, and then as well as the uh, the date uh, that the uh, the bank took possession of the property or sold the property. Uh, have you received any sort of correspondence from the IRS or for the state? You receive something, turn it over uh, right away. Um, uh, and then if you have an IRS PIN, an identity PIN, okay, make sure that information is provided because your return can't get filed without that PIN. And that would be get, get sent to you in January as well. And lastly here, any information on foreign accounts. So if you have a, if you have a foreign uh, bank account overseas, if at any point during the course of the year it was over ten thousand dollars in U.S. equivalent, okay, there's a, an FBAR report does need to be filed. Okay, so make sure that information is provided. So that would be the bank name, their address, your account number, and then the balance in the account at the highest point during the course of the year. Uh, do you have any sort of foreign business interest? Uh, or any sort of stock overseas that's in value of over $50,000 or you're a signer on a foreign account. All that information is important. Make sure you provide that information. I'm not going to run through the list again, uh, but uh, there's about 30 items on here uh, as it relates to uh, um, items that you may need to provide as it relates to uh, for your particular meeting. And of course, you're going to, you know, W-2s, 1099s, all those types of things, those tax documents you received, 
uh, make sure those are provided, and then any sort of substantiation. And uh, hopefully, you can kind of rattle through this list. Uh, maybe there's an item or two that may may trigger some thought, and I would encourage you uh, as you uh, work through uh, finishing up this year and at the first part of next year. If you have any questions, reach out, reach out to your tax professional, any sort of planning that needs to be done to make sure that it's done here quickly. Once again, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Thank you for a few, uh, taking a few moments to listen in today. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing. Have a wonderful day.